Have you ever felt the pull or tug that there's more to life? Something left unseen and where more awaits you. Welcome to the House of Minds, a podcast experience where we dive into the depths with the potential to discover keys to unlock and expand your mind into new realities and possibilities for you and your life. All you must bring is a desire to learn, an open mind, and the trust that the universe is always working for you. What will the House of Minds bring you today? We are live. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the House of Minds. I'm your host, Christina Lynn, and today we'll be speaking with Nicole Caldwell. Nicole is a best-selling author, intuitive development mentor, and pleasure guide for heart-centered women healers, coaches, and leaders. She helps women strengthen their intuition through connecting to their pleasure. She started her coaching practice in 2016 after successfully healing from postpartum anxiety and depression and bipolar disorder. Her recovery, which included a 100 pound weight loss, has brought her new and exciting levels of self-love, self-trust, pleasure, and prosperity. She incorporates spirituality, sensual movement, plant medicine, and breathwork in her practice, along with her holistic approach to help women entrepreneurs create, create and grow successful and sustainable businesses. So thank you so much for joining us today, Nicole. I'm really looking forward to diving into conversation with you and um, healing, hearing any of the insights that you have coming through, through our session today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And just a little bit of background on how I met Nicole. We had originally met when I was participating in a life coaching program, and she had come in and done a meditation and breathwork session with us women. And I was immediately um, struck by the empowering feeling that she she has, the, her aurora, her vibe, empowerment, and also very authentic. It really struck out to me. So since then, I followed her closely and I attended one of her breathwork sessions as well. And it was very, very powerful. Um, so if you wouldn't mind, Nicole, I'm going to have you lead us through a little one to two minute mindfulness and presence um, meditation. Short yeah. Meditation. Like a grounding exercise for sure. Yes. I'm totally thank down you. to do that. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. So unless you're driving, when you're listening to this, don't do this, <laughs> but if you're not driving and you're somewhere safe and, um, you'd like to join us in this, feel free to close your eyes and just take a moment to just be, be present with your body. Notice any sounds you hear. Notice what you feel. Just notice. Go ahead and take a deep breath in through your nose to the count of three in through your nose and hold it. 
and exhale through your mouth, making a sigh. <sighs> Just softening, letting go of anything that you didn't get done or that needs to get done and just allowing yourself to be here in the moment now. We're gonna take two more deep breaths together. In through your nose, two, three, hold it. And release through your mouth. <sighs> Sighing it out. Maybe you move your body around. Shifting your neck, rolling out your shoulders, shaking it out, whatever you feel called to do. Just allowing yourself to give your body full permission. And on this final inhale, making this the deepest one you've taken yet today, really focusing on allowing your belly to rise like a balloon, holding it, and then we're gonna exhale and deflate the balloon, really exhaling all the air out of your lungs. All right. Go ahead and take the final inhale together in through your nose, hold it. Take another sip of air in, hold it. Let that energy build, send it to any tight places. Let it build, let it build and let it all go through the exhale. <sighs> Just let it all go, relax, soften into your seat, connect to your heart, maybe even place your hands on your heart and just setting the intention for you to receive exactly what you need here today. May this be uplifting, empowering, and may you receive something new, something that your heart's been looking for. May you receive that now with clarity and with ease and integrate that into your life. And you can take a deep breath and exhale on your own. And when you're ready, slowly wiggling your fingers and toes and coming back too. <sighs> Thank you. That was wonderful. And I love how you put the intention in there as well. Very, very mm -hmm. important, very powerful. So let's go ahead and dive into, I don't think I've ever really heard the background of your story and your journey into coming in to your role now where you're at. So I would love if you would share that with me and the listeners. Yeah. Um, let's see. For me, I grew up extremely, extremely sensitive. I was that kid that probably was crying at everything. Like, you know, you could look at me. <laughs> Would cry and I was always told though like stop being so sensitive like you gotta have thick skin Nicole toughen up and um I just I didn't know how like I wanted to but I really literally didn't know how to not feel so much and um now knowing what I know I realized I was an empath as a child I was feeling everybody's stuff and I didn't know what to do with it and so 
I was though, like I was extremely intuitive. I was having prophetic dreams. I would think something, it would happen. I didn't know what it meant. I didn't understand it. It just, it scared me. And so, so even as a child, you had these. Correct. Okay. And so I didn't know what to do with it. It was scary. I thought I was causing things to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't want to think anything bad because I thought like, oh, this is why this person died or got in a car wreck or whatever type of thing. Um, and so that's just kind of how it was with this gift. Like my mom didn't really know what to do with it. I don't know that I really told her like these things. I just kind of thought everybody like experienced it because I didn't know anything different. Um, my mom really was, she was open to like psychics and mediums, but I grew up in a very extremely religious household. We went to church and all that. And so wasn't okay in church to be in this realm of experience in this esoteric realm. Um, but I still had this affinity. I was drawn to it. I wanted to know more about it. My mom had friends that were psychic that would give her readings Uh about me and it would be really cool. And I'd be like, how did they know that about me? Oh my gosh. Like I want to be able to have this gift and like tell people about their future and things like that. But I just thought it was reserved for a select few people, like people you're born with this gift, you know, you have it. And I just thought it wasn't for me, but I still wanted to know. And isn't that funny how you, you saw that gift. And a lot of times when we recognize something that's within us, whether we're conscious of it or not, we'll really appreciate that about the other person. So how beautiful and wonderful, what a wonderful parallel that they were sharing details about you to your mother and that you were then appreciating this and that then you grew to realize, oh, this is a gift that I have as well. Yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what about, um, sorry, did you want to go ahead and say something or is it okay if I interject a little bit? Yeah. I wanted to say something else. Um, So like with that, like having all of this going on, I didn't, I didn't know what to do with that. So I turned to numbing these gifts, like through alcohol, through drugs, through partying, through food. And, um, because I didn't want to feel so much. And so that's like, I grew, like we've grown up in a world, right. Where it's like, don't feel too much. Don't be this way or whatever. And so I was just following that path even though there was this yearning, my intuition the entire time was always leading me. And I kept following it, no matter what my parents were telling me, no matter what society was telling me, I still kept following it. Even though maybe I wasn't following it fully, I still kept following those breadcrumbs along the way. I I love that. So it sounds like it was still strong enough within and almost, do you feel like you had moments where of, of clarity where your intuition would kick in and then you would maybe go back into um, the numbing. But did you feel like you had brief moments where you were strong and clear in your intuition before going back into any numbing? As a child, no, because I wasn't aware of what I don't, I don't feel like I was really consciously aware of what intuition was and that we had this guiding force that was leading us. So for me, it was more of like just desires. Like I didn't want to go to, I didn't want to go to college. Like 
But my parents said, hey, if you live here, you have to go to college. Like, this is what you do. You go to college, you get your degree, you get a job. Nobody can take your degree from you. And then adding in the race factor, it was like, oh, because you're Black, Nicole, you're going to have to work twice as hard to make it with your white counterparts. Like, these were the messages that I was told, yet it never felt right to me, though. I was just like, "Mm, I know you're telling me this, but why does that have to be true to me? Like, I would literally think these things. And um, even with school, like I did start going to school the traditional route, I was going to be a psychiatrist. And then it was like, finally, it's like, I can't do this anymore. It was eating at my soul. And literally, I was just partying the whole time in school. Like, that's really what I was doing. But it was eating at my school, my soul to keep showing up for these classes that I didn't like. And I finally told my parents, like, I need a break. Like, I'm not going to keep going anymore. It doesn't make sense. Like it's wasting my time. Like, I don't know that this is what I want to do. And finally I was able to like, take a break with the promise. I was going to go back is what it was. And so I did. And I followed like, that was like me taking a stand for myself in that moment. And I did go back to school eventually, but it was just like, that was like me following my path and beginning to like open up into these realms of like spirituality, life coaching and all of these other things that existed. So is that, and I, I still want to go back to some of the other things that you said, just to point out, um, little insights, but with the spirituality and life coaching, was that when you first started going that route was when you took a break from school? Mm, Let's see. Um, it wasn't right away, but it was when I went back to, I got a corporate job, um, because I didn't want, my thing was like, I didn't want to have student loans. And at that time I didn't understand manifesting and that we really could co-create our lives. And I just kept saying like, I am going to go to college for free. Like I'm not going to have student loans. I don't know how, but I am. I ended up getting a job at a university and I got free tuition. So <laughs> I ended up getting so my, it. I did. And I didn't realize that's what I was doing then. So I got my associates and my undergrad for free. And, um, it wasn't until like, I was about to graduate with my degree in behavioral science. It was literally on graduation day. I had already decided I wasn't going to continue going to school. Like I wasn't going to pursue being, being in counseling anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, Because one of the doctors I was working with at the time, she was like, I told her, I was like, I, I don't know how to separate what I'm like these case studies and not bring this shit home with me. I won't be able to be happy and have this be my job. Like, and she's like, what about life coaching? And I was like, I didn't know what that was. But when she said that, I was like something I, it, I lit up inside. I was like, what is that? I want to know more. Yes. Yes. And she kind of, she's like, you'd be per- great for that. And I was like, okay, I'm going to look into that. Couldn't find any, I wanted to go in person. I wasn't finding any schools in person. And so graduation day, girl, I never met. She asked me, what are you doing after um, college? And I was like, you know, I want to find a life coaching school, but I want to find something um, in person. And she's like, I know of a place you can go to. Literally had a name, a place I had been driving by. Didn't know that like, like, why are so many people here for yoga? Because like on one side of the building, it said yoga. And I'm like, this many people are doing yoga? Really? Come to find out it was where they did yoga and offer life coaching as well. And so like I signed up, I was starting life coaching within like three, their next program. It was less like three or four months. And then it started like my journey. And I haven't, I haven't looked back since like that started. And when was that? 
journey. Um, that was 2013, maybe? 2013, okay. 2012, how, like that. how amazing though that you just followed your intuitive voice and I want to do this. And then it was like, boom, boom, like the universe just guided you and that you have been driving by it every day. That is, that's just wonderful, wonderfully made by the universe. Cause it's like, you didn't know that until you opened your eyes to, until someone else kind of pointed it out to you, but you had been seeing it every day. So it's how like the universe will give us these little things in front of us, but sometimes we won't pick them up until we hear something from someone else or, and then it's like the veil is almost lifted and, um, and actually seeing. Um, so I, I like seeing that, that parallel now going back a little bit, I want to move forward too, but, um, if you don't mind me going back a little bit, you had said when you were younger, I really liked how you had pointed out that you were sensitive and that around you, you were told, don't feel so much. Don't feel, but you were like, I don't, I don't know how to, to not feel. And I don't want to live that way because I feel like a lot of society, we are raised in a society where it's, well, don't think about it. Don't feel just do this because this is the way that, that things are done. You go to college, you get a job, but really that, that doesn't have to be how life is. And when, when you start going against your own intuition, then I feel like that's where all, all the numbing happens. And, or when you're going down wrong paths, it's like the universe is almost telling you, no, don't go that way. You need to go back this way. Um, so anything else, like, did you have this disbeliefs to have to work through, um, to unblock into allowing yourself to feel and also not picking up other people's shits because that is part of the empath is, being able to separate your, your feelings from the other person's feelings and not pick them up. If, if I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. I mean, that's been like, that's like, I'm like, it's been a conscious seven, eight year journey of that. It's really been a lifetime of work. Um, but really, oh man, it's just a lot of it, you know, what I realized why I was numbing and things like that. One of the reasons was experiencing sexual abuse as a child, again, as a teenager, multiple times. And so, and not processing oh, yeah. that. And I didn't tell anybody that was the thing. Like I always kept it inside. Like I didn't tell my mom. I didn't tell my dad. I didn't tell anybody. And, um, it was something that I kept inside. And so like, I had this trauma that I was reliving, and no wonder, like, I didn't feel like it was safe to be in my body. It wasn't safe to feel or be me. And so for me, my answer was eat, 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 which a lot of people who've experienced trauma, especially sexual abuse, that's a, a lot of people will put on a lot of weight because it's the weight symbolizes, it's like a protection, this like protective layer to keep you from being seen so much or keep you from feeling almost like, okay, maybe if I have more weight on me, I'm not going to be as desirable. People won't look at me as much in that way. I won't be seen as sexy or sensual or this radiant woman. And, um, and these are unconscious. Are these unconscious feelings or are they semi-conscious? No, it's always like, it's unconscious. Um, in my experience, I mean, clients I've worked with and people I know, I feel like it's been a lot of the same experience where 
you don't know that's why you have this weight on. (laughs) It's like, you just think, oh, I want to lose this weight and you can't seem to lose it. And it's not about the weight. It's something deeper. It's the fear of being seen. It's the fear of somebody like the, it, it could be like the male gaze. Like, does that mean like now I'm not safe if a man looks at me and like realizing like, you can still be sensual and sexual and like it doesn't have to be for anybody else just because you dress sexy doesn't give anybody the right to comment about how you look or to touch you attack you any of that stuff like it's Mm -hmm. it's for you and um I feel like I I mean I've done just so much work therapy uh breath work plant medicine lots of inner child work um and high, like, I've just invested a lot in myself, you know, energy healing, flower essences. I mean, the whole gamut, Yeah, <laughs> the whole gamut I've been doing like such deep work. So I don't feel like it's ever just one thing. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a series of things and it takes time. That's it. It takes time and it takes a willingness and it takes commitment to showing up and seeing maybe parts of yourself that you don't like, or, um, revisiting experiences that happened that weren't, um, that were, that you perceive as negative experiences or that are traumatic to you. Yeah. Yeah. And well, that speaks along with, have you read, um, the book, the the body keeps score? I have not. I know it's similar to kind of like the Louise Hay approach where every part of our body is, uh, or everything that happens to us, like we're, it's stored in our body. It's stored in ourselves. Like when we have disease, it's tied to an emotion. It's something that we haven't worked through or process. So I feel like it's the same school of thought, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. And basically you need to go back to, you, you have to release the emotion because otherwise the emotion is held onto in your body, stored in your cells because you never actually had the opportunity to release the, it's kind of like to release the emotion. It's sorry. I tend to get ahead of myself in my thoughts. It's almost similar to, and I think he talks about this in the book, having an accident. And if you, you're not allowed to go through the post shock of it and let your body tremble, then your body stores it. And it's like stuck. You're stuck in time in that accident. So it's synonymous to allowing yourself to feel, to release it, and then change the feeling, the emotion um, to move past it versus holding on to it in your body. So that's really what um, releasing trauma is, from my understanding, is allowing it to, to, to free and on its way. And it, does, it, takes, it takes time and doing the deeper work, because a lot of times we don't want to remember those things, so they'll be stuck in, in our unconscious Yeah. And then trying to do it yourself. I mean, DIYing it, it takes way longer because you can't, you literally like when it's unconscious, it's unconscious. Like you don't know (laughs) that that's the thing that's tripping you up. Right. So like having support, hiring somebody to help you, a therapist, a mentor, a somatic experiencing practitioner, you know, like somebody that can help you move through that stuff is going to help you move through it a lot quicker and bring you so much more peace sooner. Like, cause you don't have to continue suffering through life, right? Like we're going to experience pain. Pain is part of life. It's the suffering part. That's the optional part. We don't have to continue reliving these experiences. And a lot of us just haven't been 
equipped or educated that this actually, this is what happens when we don't process things and actually like, okay, if we didn't process something, how do we process it? So it doesn't affect us and we're not sabotaging like our businesses, our relationships, um, and leading to disease in our body. Yeah. 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 That's very, very well said. Now, were you doing any of these types of therapies before starting life coaching after leaving college? Or was this something you discovered along the way? I did do traditional therapy. I had the most amazing therapist that was not traditional. Mm-hmm. He totally got like the, cause most ther- therapy is designed to help you with resolving your past shit, right? And therapy is great for that. But what can happen is we can get stuck in the past, right? And the thing is like, we're here now and we need to move forward. And that's what really drew me into life coaching was life coaching is really about meeting that person where they're at right now and helping them move forward where they want to get going. It's not to say that you don't ever like touch on the past, but it's not like therapy where you're resolving and getting to this deep layers of that kind of stuff. And so I went to traditional therapy. Um, that's when at that time I had actually an emotional breakdown on the job. I was in a corporate job at that time. I'd been with this company for a while and, um, I was no longer happy. I was no longer fulfilled. That was my intuition was telling me, but I wasn't listening. And that's what led to the breakdown at work. And like, it was like, I was forced then to seek out some sort of support. And that was through the therapist. Um, and so when I started working with him and then I was put on medications because I was working with a psychiatrist at that time. Once I got to this place where I felt better, then I noticed I was not being able to feel and I wanted something else. I didn't want to be on medication for the rest of my life. I couldn't imagine that. My intuition was telling me like, there has to be another way that I don't believe them that I have to be on this for the rest of my life. There has to be another way. So I started talking to my counselor about it and he's like, there is, there's natural supplements you can use. There's all these, I was like, okay, I'm open. And so I started a treatment plan with my counselor and psychiatrist to wean off of these medications and using these other, like using food as healing, using natural supplements to help with mood and stuff like that. And so that's how I began exploring other alternative treatments and learning more about, oh, what, what causes disease? And like my mom got sick as well. She got cancer. And so it was all around this time where I was like diving in, like, oh, there's other alternatives for treatment. Oh, the healthcare system doesn't necessarily have our best interest at heart. Oh, what? There's like, like things that come from the earth that can help us heal. What? Our bodies are designed to heal themselves. Holy shit. Like, and so that just started, like, that was the one domino that led to me just keep to kept researching, to kept following all of the things that I felt guided to. And take trainings and get certified in all of these different things and learn all of these different things. Um, because I knew internally, intuitively, like our bodies could heal themselves. So I wanted to learn how I could create that for my own body. So I didn't have to relive the same experiences as my ancestors, as my parents and have the same conditions that they had. Cause I just didn't ever believe what people told me. It just didn't feel right to me in my body. You knew, you knew, you intuitively knew. So tell me and tell me a little bit more about the um, certificates and programs that you you have done. Oh, I'm like trying to think of all the different ones. Before I used to be somebody that was so that's why I wanted to be a doctor and do all these things. I wanted to have all the letters after my name because I thought 
that meant I was credible and then people would take me seriously. And then I could actually help people change the external. So relying on the external. (laughs) And so it was a beautiful experience to go that route. And then now I'm to this place where I don't even like, I really don't talk about any of my certifications or anything anymore where like, it's like, oh yeah, I do have degrees. Oh yeah. I do like have these certificates and trainings. Like, do people care? Like, I don't even remember what I have all these trainings in. And so, um, it's funny to go from like this, like really, like it's the polar opposite ends of things now. Um, but let's see, I have, well, t- so tell me what you've, instead of going through all of them, let's get to the information that you have found that you rely on most now, like for yourself and working with others, um, the little tidbits that have really helped you that you've gained from the certifications. <laughs> um, I'm like, I mean, I'm sure there's, I definitely have learned things, but like, and they've served their purpose. And I'm grateful because I met people like there's okay. like those energy exchanges would have never happened. I learned from people. I grew in those situations. I was able to put, be more vulnerable and like all of these things, hold space, allow others to hold space for me. But honestly, my intuition is what guides me in everything. Okay. <laughs> and what I'm learning more and more is like, I do these things intuitively I don't know that there's a name for them. And then somebody like I'll read a post or see something in some full moon journal I was looking in and it's like, they call it this karma and release formula. And I read it and I'm like, I literally say shit just like that. And they're calling it a karma and release formula. I just thought I'm just saying these, like it's an intention. So it's like, I feel like I do these things, but I don't have like the term for it that they're using in the spiritual space. Right. Yeah. Um, So what I do is very much intuitively led. I'm not going to say like those trainings didn't help me because I feel like what I've learned more, those were more like activations of a remembrance of a knowing that I already know, because I don't, I'm not the person that does a course from start to finish. Like that's just not, I've never been that person to ever like read a book, start to finish Mm -hmm. have more so recently, but it's like, I'm like, when I know, like when I've extracted what I've needed to learn or receive, I'm done with it. Whereas like society tells us you need to start, you need to finish everything you start. And I was shamed for that a lot growing up. And as I've learned more about my human design mm-hmm. and I'm a manifesting generator, like I'm meant to dabble in multiple things and multitask. Like that's where I get my energy from. That's what lights me up for me to focus on one thing from start to finish literally like kills my life force energy. And so I feel like a lot of this has been just a remembering and me giving myself permission to go with my own flow and trust myself enough. Like I don't literally need anything outside of me to do what I'm doing now. It's not to say that I'm like going to stop investing in trainings and learning things like, no, that's like not the type of person I am. I like to learn and grow, but I find a lot of it's just more like of a remembrance, this activation. Um, but I have definitely learned things from different programs. And I feel like I've made things like my own essentially to where like, this is the Nicole Caldwell intuitive pleasure healing modality now type of thing. So, yeah. So you incorporate it, um, but you kind of form it your own, which is, I mean, that's what we're, that's what works is you want to make your own process out of it. Um, and that's what, cause you have to make it your own. It's, it's your own. Um, and it sounds like, I love that you brought up, I wanted to get to the intuition. I love that you brought up the point that you've always just been the, no, once I got what I needed, that was enough. 
Um, and that is following, you're following your intuition when you do that, because you know, okay, that's all I needed. That's, that's all. And that's where the society labels will come in of, well, you're wishy-washy or, but no, actually I'm just being myself, my authentic self and what works for me in life. So I love that you brought that up because it's realizing that we're not what, we don't have to be what society labels us that we're allowed to follow our own path and recognize and realize who and what we are internally by doing the work and spending time in silence with yourself and getting back to your, your core, your intuition. And you don't have to live by these society labels. You're allowed to determine by your own intuition and authenticity. So I love that you brought that up and human design. So tell me where, when you started doing realizing that human design existed because I've actually done some dabbling in human design and I find it fascinating because it's me to a T I'm a I'm a projector Mm. and projectors if you try to make something happen it actually backfires on you so I have I'm the one who has to sit there and put it out to the universe and then wait You wait for the invitation. Yeah. Which most, uh, that's more the feminine energy as opposed to the masculine, which society raises us all in. Like you got to make shit happen. It's a dog eat dog world. You got to get it done. Like grind. Totally. Totally. Like you get like very much masculine, like very masculine. And whenever I, whenever I do that, that's when I end up the most frustrated, the most burnt Mm -hmm. out. Um, so I, I just love that once I discovered human design, I'm like, oh my God, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. You're that hashtag nap life, like nap it up, girl, like, and allow it so much. Like it's like human design, I feel like is the permission slip that we all like want, <laughs> but it like gives us to be like, oh my gosh, yes. I get to just be me. This is me. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Astrology, the I Ching or I Ching, however you say it. Um, it's a combination of these two together and it's really fucking amazing. And, um, I don't, when did I find out about human design? It's been a few years, probably two or three years ago, maybe. Okay. And, um, I'm a manifesting generator. And the more that I've learned about this, I understand like why my life is the way that it is, why I attract so many fucking amazing things, because it's literally what, my aura does. And I've been working with my human design most of my life, not consciously. And so it's like, I'll put something out there like, okay, this is what I want to do. And then a synchronicity happens with that exact same thing. And it's like, oh yes, I have a sign now. Like this is what I'm meant to do. And that's literally like how manifesting generators operate. Like you're not meant to initiate, you're meant to respond to things. And, um, yeah, that's Since right. I've done that, it's it life is so much easier. It's so much more flow. And I'm just honoring who I am, which is it more of like that jack of all trades. And like you, I'm not somebody that necessarily takes one topic and learns the ins and outs of everything about that topic and goes super deep. I'm more somebody that goes as deep as I feel like I need to go, maybe goes a little bit wider, and then I'm ready to move on to the next thing. Like I've extracted what I've needed to know for that, for my purpose. And then now I integrate it and then I move to the next thing. And if I feel like I need to go back, I will. Like this course that I bought years ago, all of a sudden I was like, I felt called to actually go back and start listening to it. And she's added like more modules to it since I took it. So I'm like, 
all right, this is now the time for me to do that. And I'm intuitively doing it instead of like beating myself up. Oh, I never finished that course. Like, oh my gosh, did I waste my money on it? Like, no, it's things aren't necessarily about, it's this balance. Like, yes, we're here to like, we do have to take action, right? Like to make things happen. Like we can't just sit and do nothing all like forever, but also it's about like allowing things to like to be in that flow of like just allowing things to just happen and um, come to you and like attract things and trust and just like live your life and do what feels really good to you and like know that that's enough. Yeah. I love that you bring that up because it's that balance of you want to do, you don't want to just sit there and not do anything. But you also don't want to go because it's the extremes, right? You have the extreme of not doing anything, but you also have the extreme of forcing and pushing. And when we force and push, what happens? The, the universe pushes back because that's not the, the path. You want to be right in that midline of balance of, okay, I've done what I need to do. I'm putting it out there. Oh, no. Now I have to sit back and wait and trust the universe and be patient and get back and just focus on doing me and living out of joy because happiness is internal, right? Um, so getting back to that place in our flow versus the forcing, the pushing. I know that's been a big one for myself for getting back into alignment or flow is recognizing, oh, there's way too much masculine energy here. I need to pull back <laughs> and just get back into my happy space internally in my inner peace and then move forward with flow. So it is, it's definitely a balance. Tell me how you've kind of fine-tuned that balance and maybe rituals or things that you do throughout the day um, to come back into that balance. So for me, I mean, if you looked at my life, it might not look balanced in the way that I do things, but it's very much balanced for me. And um, that's- Keywords, yeah, it's balanced for you. Um, and so for me, I honor my cycle, like my, my menstrual cycle. And I move with that flow because I notice the cycle of it and where my energy levels and how I feel. And so I really work with that. So it's like, oh, okay. I know like the first few days of my cycle, I'm not going to really want to do anything. So I'm, I won't schedule anything during those times. Like I'm not going to schedule any guest appearances, Um, or things where I have to be anywhere. Like I've just created that now. It's like a non-negotiable. I know when I'm most energized and like during my ovulation or right after my cycle. And it's like, that's when I schedule all the things. That's why I have, I had a podcast interview Friday. I have this one today. I have another one Friday. I'm launching a challenge next week. It's like, Ooh, I'm in go time right now. So it's like, go, go, go where my schedule is a lot more full right now. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, after that, like go, it's like, okay, now I integrate. Now it's like, you've put the effort into these things. You have the momentum going now. Like it's like more of the feminine of like the receptivity, allow the work that you did now to bear fruit. And it doesn't mean I'm not doing anything. I'm still doing things, but it's less of that, like, oh, I need to like create this now, get this shit out there right now. It's more of like, all right, now I'm maybe if it's an offer that I put out there or something, it's like, okay, now I'm doing like the sales calls, the challenge is wrapped up. Now we're doing, getting people enrolled into um, the program or the offer or whatever type of thing. Um, And then now it's like just integrating all of the things that I've learned um, over this past month. And so 
that's like been really much like a huge game changer in my life is operating my business that way. And my whole life, like my whole life is, um, flows that way. And then as far as like rituals or like, for me, it's movement, like movement is something I need to do every day. And so for me, a lot of it is dance. Um, if I'm at home, it's like just either putting on music and just doing whatever my body feels called to do. Like if, you know, depending on how I'm feeling, if there's anger or rage or that needs to be moved out, maybe it's like, like a heavier metal song or some song that like brings out, evokes that emotion. And I'm shaking my body out, stomping, screaming, like whatever I need to do to move that energy. Yeah. Um, and then tuning back into my sensuality, taking it to something that's more slow and sense the sexy and sultry um, and pole dancing. Like that's been something that's really been empowering, just connecting more into my body and then just, the strength aspect of it. It's like, it's no joke. And, um, it's just so much fun. So for me, it's like every day cultivating movement, bringing gratitude every single day for what I have now. And then for the desires that, um, I'm bringing into my life. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else I do every day. Abundance, abundance mentality. Yeah. And then I'll do maybe like goddess yoga, like just, I'm always getting in my body like that. Cause that's where our power is, is in our body. Yeah. Um, affirmations, gratitude, it flows like, but I can say the thing I do every day is definitely movement and gratitude. Um, and then the other stuff flows. Like I just do what I feel called to do. Maybe it's, um, maybe I actually go to a workout class or maybe, like I'm meditating in silence or I'm journaling or, um, yeah, like it just, I go with whatever the flow is, but that's what I would say is what it is. Okay. So it sounds like, um, it sounds just to summarize the movement gratitude is something you do every day. And is that like a gratitude list? It just varies. So I want to say like when I was more like when I started doing this, I was way more like rigid about this because I needed that. Like now I'm in this place where I don't need that. Like I'm in a really solid place. I like, I'm grounded in my belief system and my structure and my faith and all of those things that I don't need that masculine structure. Like this feels better. That's why it's kind of like, well, what is she talking about? It's cause I like, I don't need that. But my clients, like I, I have like a magic method tracker and like these, like, you know what you need to focus on and do each day for me now, I'm just not in that space anymore. Um, but gratitude, it can progressed. Exactly. Like that's what it is. Um, so for me, the gratitude, sometimes it is physically writing it out. And then, um, but when I write it out, I also say it out loud. It's never just writing it. I always speak it. Um, or like today I didn't write it. I just wrote like, dear God, thank you. And then I just felt into everything. I said it all out loud. I felt in what I was grateful for now. I felt into what I was creating. I gave thanks and just allowed myself to like visualize and feel it as already done. And that was my practice for today. Okay. Love it. Love it. And then it sounds like also along with going with the journey, because once you know, you know yourself and you know, it's, it's a lot about responding and managing and self-soothing. And once you know how to do that and you know, your needs and wants, I feel like it gets a lot easier to not have to be so much in that structured, rigid place because you're more able to intuitively tap in and say, oh, I need this right now and go do it. 
would you agree with that, that as the process goes on, you don't have to be as rigid? I mean, I feel like there's still moments where you might have to bring some of that structure back in, depending on what's going on in life. Um, But as you get to know yourself more and your needs and wants, there is a little bit more flow that goes into it. Right. Like, and there's still structure within my day, right? It's like, okay, eight, once my daughter goes to school between eight and 10 is my time to do whatever I want during that time, which is the time for my morning practice. Right. And then after that, from 10 to two is the time that I'm working on stuff. Right. And so like, I know what I need to work on. I know when it needs to get done. Like I write that stuff out. So it's like, I know what I need to do. It's just, I allow myself flow within the day of when it needs to be done, as opposed to like, okay, at 10 o'clock, I have to do this. Like, unless it's something that there is this deadline that needs to get done. Right. Um, so definitely structure is important. I find when we're newer into this, like spiritual practices or like wanting to change a habit, that consistency is key. And because it's an old habit that we're, we're shifting, like we need that structure. We need that consistency to help break that pattern. And that's why that is important when this is something that's new to us, where we don't, when we're not in tune with our intuition yet, where we're not sure what our intuition is telling us. And there's this fog over what our internal guidance system is and how it works. That's where the structure and having like the routine and knowing exactly what to focus on and things like that, that helps keep you on track and it helps have something for your mind to like wrap around because the, like, we like to know what to do. Like it gives us like, it's like this feeling of safety. Safety. Yeah. (laughs) And so like, that's what that creates. It works with that part of you. Right. And all this has been intuitively created, but I know there's some psychological structure and scientific thing to what I've done. It's just like, am I really going to like take the time to like figure out that and research that? No. And if somebody like is really wants to know that kind of stuff, I'm probably not the coach for them. And that's totally okay too. Um, but like, that's it. Like we have that. And then it's also like, sometimes like we have these structures and things like that, but it's honoring ourselves within that because maybe like today I was going to come right in here to work. And I was like, Ooh, I'm feeling tired. I'm like, Oh, that means I need to eat. I worked out. I haven't eaten yet. Like you need to go eat right now, Nicole, before you come in your office and do anything where I could have just been like, "Mm, I'll do that after just come and do this. I was like, no, take the time. And I went outside, sat in my backyard, had the sun on my skin, watched the hummingbirds and just ate my salad. And it was just like, "Ah." that took like 10 minutes. And then it's like, I felt better. And then I was ready to go. Like, so does that answer the question? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It does. It's just, but it's, um, I don't really feel like I need to summarize it, but it's once you've kind of got that fine tuning down, then you can advance into, into more free, free flow. Now tell me, I know I'm going to backtrack a little bit, but we didn't go too much into kind of your path after leaving college, you decide you're going to go into life coaching. Tell me what your path looked like after that, as far as maybe summarizing some of the major breakthroughs where you started to veer and then you're like, Oh no, I'm going to come back. This is my path. Hmm. Let's see. Did that make sense? Well, For me, what was a really pivotal moment during that time? It was like, you know, 2012 was like, 
the mind calendar was ending. Like that's when a lot of people, that's when I have like my spiritual awakening, like happened was during that time. And, um, I remember my mom, she was diagnosed with cancer and that was really devastating for me because it was like, Oh my gosh, like my mom, this person that was the epitome of health. She ate well, she worked out like consistently, like she was a very, a healthy person and somebody that took care of herself. So it was really like, what the fuck? Like what's going on? And she was a midwife, you know, and a nurse. And so it was just like, huh? So I was learning about all these natural things and remedies, but insurance didn't cover that stuff at that time. So she didn't have the finances, didn't know about all of these other things really. So she went that route. And so that was really hard for me because it was like, I was learning about all these natural alternatives but I don't, I didn't feel like I could help my mom in that moment. I just had to hold space for her essentially and be a witness like on her path. Yeah. And so, um, which can be like, really hard to do sometimes. <laughs> 100%. Like, I feel like if anyone that's listening, like if you've ever had a loved one that's been diagnosed with cancer, it's hard on the family too. Like, it's not only for the person that's experienced, it's the, it's the family as well. And I think sometimes people may forget that, or even the family members may forget that and think like, well, it's not me that has cancer. I should be fine. Like, why am I getting, why am I feeling this way? And it's just like, no, it impacts you too. And, um, it was 2013 and, um, it was my intuition. I was dating my daughter's father at the time. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden I was like, I need to go check on my mom. I don't know why I need to go check on her. And, um, I, I didn't like, at first I kind of didn't listen. And then it kept like, I kept hearing it and feeling this nagging feeling. I was like, I gotta go, go check on my mom. And I found her on the floor and, um, Oh, wow holy shit. And she couldn't get up. And I was like, Oh, and my mom, like she was strong as fuck, no matter what got her, she would like somehow always be able to like move through. But when my mom couldn't get up and I asked her, I'm like, do you need me to call the ambulance? She said, yes. I knew that, like, I knew internally this was going to be the last moments with my mom because, um, I knew my mom and she didn't ever want anyone to come pick her up. She'd find a way to muster the strength and like she was very vain, like cared about her appearance and all these things. And so, um, I was like, I don't want my mom to die. But a part of me was like, Oh, I think my mom's going to die. And so it was this last week she had in the hospital. I was there every day and I was learning all these things about like sound healing. And I was looking through her stuff and I found this like CD to help with like meditation music to help with healing. I was like, I didn't know my mom had this shit. So I was like bringing it to the hospital, playing these tracks, like intuitively doing so many things that now I do that I've like consciously learned that I was doing for her. So did you have, um, knowledge of this before, or was this like your first introduction to it as your, as your mom was in the hospital? Um, I didn't really know about sound healing then. I think I had heard of like sound meditation I had, but I didn't really understand like I didn't understand it. And, um, and I didn't know my mom like had stuff like this, like ran, like I found all this like interesting spiritual stuff after she had passed, but I brought that there and I was just doing all these things. And it was, she, they were like, you know, you had to make a, we had to make a decision to take my mom off life support. Mm -hmm. And I remember one day I was holding her hand and I was like, mom, you can come to me in your dreams, in my dreams. And I didn't understand that but I just knew life continued on. And I told her that, and it was okay to let go. And I had this flash, like my mom's going to pass at 12, 12. 
And so we took her off life support and they came in the room and they were like, your mom's passed. And she passed at 12, 12. And I was like, what? Holy fucking shit. Like what's happening right now. And then I had this dream a couple nights later and um, it was my mom. She came to me in the dream. It felt so real. And I know it was real. I have no doubt in my mind that because I was conscious of everything that was happening. I was sitting on this bench, my cell phone rang. I looked and it was my mom calling me and I answered it. And it was, I was like, mom, are you okay? And she was like, I'm okay. And I was like, I really miss you. And she was like, I'm good. And like her just letting me know that she was good. And it was from that moment on, I was like, I cannot doubt my intuition. This literally saved my mom's life. This allowed me to have a final week with my mom. If I wouldn't have followed it, she could have died that day. And I never would have got to say goodbye to my mom and have an experience. And that has been the catalyst for me to like teach others to really connect to their inner voice that teach them how to trust themselves because it can literally save somebody else's life. It can save your own life. And it can change the trajectory of your life when you're in alignment with your intuition, with that inner voice. And it's just, I know my mom passed for a reason when that happened. I understood that consciously, but I still was very much in that grief experience. And now I clearly understand, like, it's been the greatest gift she could have given me to pass because it's allowed me to step into my gifts. If she would have been here, I don't, I wouldn't have felt as free as I feel now to be all of me because there were so many social constructs of religion, of all of this stuff of how you had to be and look and appear and what was palatable and acceptable and all of these things. And I miss my mom so much. I love her. The past, her anniversary of her death is actually coming up. And, um, but I know that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. And through this, it's blessing so many other people. It's helped me it's helped my daughter and it's helped so many others and it will continue to. Yeah. Oh, I love what a beautiful, like I get chills um, at hearing that and what a beautiful legacy. And, and I want to say dedication from yourself, um, a beautiful dedication to yourself and legacy that your mom has kind of passed on. She was a strong woman and she definitely passed that on to you and you're living that gift. And I love the parallel of you weren't aware really of the sound healing music. And now that's something that you incorporate. So even just like those little, little tidbits and that she was the catalyst essentially to you saying, no, like I'm changing. This is how I'm going to live life this way. And that is passing on a gift too many. So that's, that's so beautiful to see what, what would you say have been some of the hardest moments since, um, to continue to follow your path of intuition? For me, it's been letting go of what other people think of me. Um, especially with like family, especially with like family and friends um, showing up online, especially like now my content's been getting more like about sensuality and sexuality. And I mean, just everything that I talk about is really not what my family 
believes or is into. And um, I remember when I was scared posting stuff earlier on, I had a family member, like I was posting about like a spirit animal and like, it really knocked like the wind out of me. And he was just like, really, Nicole, like you're like, you're crazy. Like to think that was a sign, like, and that really got to me. And I was just like, okay, like I'm going to block him. But then I just didn't feel like, oh, if my family thinks this way of me, what are other people going to think of me? Right. And, um, yeah, you got in your head, it gets in your head and thoughts are powerful. (laughs) Well, and then it's trauma too. Like the trauma stuff of like not feeling safe to be seen. And like the thing that I was scared of happening, happening. And then it's like, oh, now that validates my fear. Like, do I still want to show up type of thing? And, um, that's probably been the hardest thing for me to really just not give a fuck because like, even like some of my friends, like, you know, we may be in the same spiritual space, but they do things differently. Like I'm, I work with high ticket, high level clients and I have a lot of friends that don't. And so there's been times where I felt guilty, like, oh my gosh, like I'm charging, you know, like a lot thousands of dollars for this thing. And maybe they're only charging like a little bit. And I'm like, can I charge that much? Like, who am I to charge that much? And like, what are they going to think about me? Are they going to think I just want money? I'm money hungry or like all of this shit coming in my head. Right. But it's like, no, (laughs) I have to trust what my intuition is guiding me to do. And the people who I'm here to serve. And it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Like everybody has their like ideal clients in the market that they're in. There's going to be people who don't like you and people who love you no matter what you do. So you might as well Well just honor what you truly want to do and be happy and then like attract people who love you for who you are already. um, So that's probably honestly been like the biggest thing is that and then still like showing up in spite of that. Um, and not allowing like myself to get distracted or use, like make excuses. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So staying consistent and that is a hard one. I think growing up, we, well, we rely on the, on these people for, to live. So there's an attachment bond. So it's almost cutting that attachment bond between yourself and others and no, like I'm, I'm going to be okay on my own. I, I have to do what I think and feel and follow my intuition and let go of that attachment to others and step in so that I can step into who I am authentically. Um, so that's, I think that's a big part for everybody. And yeah, I love your posts are always authentic, real. And I love that about you, no matter like, no, no matter topic or no matter how you're feeling, they're always real. And so I always love that. And I think a lot of people appreciate that. And that's how you do get the people that are meant to work for you is by being real, authentic and vulnerable and out there. 100%. Like, otherwise you're just attracting people to the mask in the facade. And I've done that too, where I thought, okay, I need to show up this way. And then the clients that I would receive were, I mean, great women, but it just, it's not like the clients that I have like now where it's like, oh my God, like I'm so fucking turned on from these people. And like, it's just the most incredible, most amazing fucking experience, the results they're having. Like, wait, so it, you're saying 
it lights you up and it lights them up. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's mutually synergistic energy. Yeah. Awesome. It's great. I love, I just, I love my clients. I love the work that I'm doing. I was, I was so born for this and I've been preparing for this and I'm just excited, just super excited to like really step out in this like bolder, unapologetic and really like loving authentic way. Yeah. Yeah. I love those words together. What? So tell me a little bit about what you are doing now. Um, as far as like your mission, your, your goals and the ways that you're helping women step into their power. Yeah. So now it's really more focused on connecting to our bodies because our intuition lives in our body. (laughs) And if we're not feeling safe in our bodies, we're not going to be receiving the intuitive information. Mm -hmm excuse me, as clearly and as accurately as we can. So my practice is still about helping women connect to their intuition, trusting themselves, but it's really now focused on getting into our bodies through sensuality and prioritizing our pleasure. Because I know for me personally, I was creating a business based on what everybody else told me I should do. Not what I truly wanted to do, but what I thought I had to do to be successful. And it was not fucking pleasurable. (laughs) Um, And there's your sign. (laughs) And now that it's like, oh, like we can have businesses, we can have relationships like in partnerships and all of these things that are really juicy and pleasurable and have the money and have the body and have the amazing sex life. Like it it's, and it's not this or that. So I really feel like my work is empowering women and helping them prioritize their pleasure to see how much when you put yourself first and what feels good for you, that ripples out into every other area of your life. Like it not only helps you, but like it helps everybody that's in your space, your partner, your children, your clients, because you're literally raising your standards. And so they receive like, it's this energetic, like you're beaming that out. Like, Hey, I'm worthy. I'm worthy. And then they're like, Ooh, I'm feeling this beam of I'm worthiness. And then they like step up and they're like, yeah, I am fucking worthy. Like a great example of this, like, cause I wasn't realizing the power of this. Like I went out with some friends yesterday, a friend that's moving um, to Mexico. Mm-hmm. And um, I, as soon as I got there, they had already ordered some of their food came. They're like, our food is cold. And I'm like, send it back. Like, why are you going to eat some fucking cold ass food? Like, and, um, they were going to just be like, well, it's okay. I'm just going to eat it. But they're like, you know, Nicole, when you're around, I just feel like my standards raise and I am worthy of receiving what I fucking want. And I want hot food. And I'm just like, it's exactly. And I'm just like, wow, I didn't realize that's what my energy did, but like, we're worthy of receiving what we want. It doesn't have to be like a diva status or this prima donna thing. Like, I feel like I was always told I was high maintenance and that was so fucking annoying because it was just like, no, I just have fucking high standards and I know what I need in order for me to feel good. Oh, amen. You know what you, you know what you need and want, you know, exactly what you need and want. And 
I love that. And maybe it is fucking 20 things that I need to do every fucking day for my self-care. And maybe some people only need to do one thing, but that's what I know that I need to do for me. And it's not high maintenance. It's what I need to maintain my own energy. And um, it's really about allowing ourselves to ask for what we want and claim it and be in our power and realize like, it's not too much. It's not a burden on anybody else. And we can't fucking control what anybody thinks about what we're asking them. If we're coming from a genuine place of authenticity and love, we can't control anybody else's perception. And the people at the restaurant were fine with it. Like if they weren't, oh, well, like, I don't care. I'm never going to see them again. And that is what, like, that's what they're literally there to do is to provide you food in a way that you like it. I ordered my food hot. I want my food. Right. And it's not like we were rude about it. It was just like, Hey, you know, my food is cold. I would like, you know, I would (laughs) like hot. I'd like it to be hot when I receive it. And they're just like, no problem. And then they fucking made sure all of our food was so fucking hot. And it was so amazing because we raised our standards. Right. And so when we do that, it gives other people permission as well to like raise their own standards and um, be the change, be the light. So I feel like that's like where my work is like moving towards is really helping women to like stand in their power, reclaim their power and really create prosperous, pleasurable lives, like doing what they love. That's like where my work is going. And it's really incorporating more movement, like sensual movement, getting into our bodies, touching our bodies. Cause that was really hard for me to do. It was like, this is awkward to touch my arms or my breasts, even though they're mine and we're dancing. This is weird. And it's like, but why? Because we had like sexualized this as society. And it's just like, it's my fucking body. Touch that shit. Like touch yourself. It's okay to, it doesn't like, I don't, it's just so interesting. And I really want to get people like being comfortable in their bodies. Cause when we're comfortable with our bodies and comfortable with who we are, we feel comfortable to show up and share our gifts online oh, <laughs> and can help the people that we're here to help. Because if nobody knows about you, they're not going to know that you exist and you can't help them. And they don't, they're, they may not receive the help that they need. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that goes into showing up as your authentic self and not hiding. And when we hide our light, then we're not, of a, we're not a value to ourselves. We're not a value to other people because we're hiding. We have to bring it out to actually be a value first to ourselves and then, and then to others. Um, what, so tell me just real quick. I know we're going to, we'll wrap up pretty quickly here. Um, cause I want to respect your energy and your time as well, but what are, you kind of already said it with the moving your body or do you have any other tips or tools that you would give to others um, to help with change and, or recognize where their own mind or emotions can keep them trapped? Meditation. And, um, I know like, even when I say that, I'm like, oh, people are probably like, Ugh. and I'm like, yeah, though, there's a reason why you keep hearing it. And if you're not doing it, they're like, you keep receiving this message for a reason. Right. And so the thing is, I feel like with meditation though, people think it's like, oh, I gotta, I have to be sitting like on a rock in the Himalayas somewhere, like mm-hmm. just holding some weird hand position. And it's, it doesn't have to be that, like, it can be that, but medic, there's different types of meditation. So just oh, right. taking time to be present 
and ask for guidance, like ask what you need to know right now and trust what comes through. You can even do that. Like, what does my body want right now? Or what does my body need in this moment? Mm -hmm. And trust what comes through, but taking time so you can receive the messages and the guidance when you're going, 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 there's no space to receive that. And meditation allows you that time and space to receive the guidance, but also to become an observer of your thoughts to not attach to the things that you're thinking because everything that you think you don't need to believe, right? Because they're, especially if you're an empath, there's fucking shit coming in there from other people, shit maybe coming in there from like years ago, whatever. And it's just like, now when I have these thoughts that come up where it's like, oh, you're so stupid or who are you doing? I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? Because it's been so long since I've heard that where it was like a constant loop in my head. Like, you're so fucking stupid. You can't do this. And now it's like, oh, where did that come from? That is not true. Bye. Like you need to go. And so it can help you just be an observer of what's coming up and not attach to it and just allow it to move through you. Right. Move by, just watch it. No, like you look at it from this like bird's eye view, like, Oh, this is what's happening. And it, and that's what you can do in your life too, is like observe how you show up how you engage with people, like when you're under stress, like, do you shut down? Do you lash out? Like, and just start witnessing yourself without judgment, just to notice what you're doing and see like, is this, does this feel good? Is this how I want to show up? Or is there something, would I like to show up differently? Would I like to exude maybe some different qualities and get clear on that? Um, And the meditation piece, what I wanted to share the different types of meditation, there's you can go for a walk. You could, you can work out, like you can go for a run in the shower. That's a great place when you're cleaning, doing dishes or something like that's monotonous. Um, you could just sit outside like in nature, or you can just take a few minutes, like two to five minutes in silence to just see what comes through. Or you could do a guided meditation where it's leading you. So you're not in that silence. Right. And like where it's guiding you throughout the way to help you until you feel like, okay, I can just like maybe sit in silence or just have some music going, but it's just making that time in that space. So you can receive that will change things for you and help you be able to shift and become aware what needs to shift. Yes. Yeah. There were multiple things in that. And it's so true. I feel like people have this idea of what meditation should be that the construct of it. And really it's just another process that you can make your own for what you find, what works for you. For some people, it's running. For some people, it's hiking. For some people, it is, it's cleaning or organizing. But it's the space to be aware of what's going on in your mind and almost reorganize it and be able to question it. And it's learning to take that pause instead of reacting to what's coming up. You have that pause of, the more you're able to sit in with yourself and or do your own meditative process, then the more it gives you that little pause of, oh, wait. And then you, it's like a muscle. You can build yeah. your awareness muscle. You can build your response muscle. You can build your choice muscle. It's a great, great tool to give you more choice in your life and more self-awareness of yourself. And that, that's very powerful. It can yeah. change. It can change your life and your mind. <laughs> 100%. It can. It can. Well, thank you so much, Nicole. I really, really appreciated having you on and I loved everything that you shared. I think there were a lot of good informational tidbits and it was really good to catch up with you and see 
what you're up to. And I love seeing you so lit up and so in love with your process and what you're doing and helping and serving Um, others see it. And it, it is, it's magnetic. It's like an energy that then gives to other people all around you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate um, you having me on. And um, yeah, I would love to share how people can find me if they resonate with this work. Yes, yes, please. Where can we find you? Um, and, and or if you wanted to share anything else about a little bit more about your sessions or process. Yeah. So you can find me either on Facebook or Instagram, Nicole Caldwell. It's N-I-C-H-O-L-L-E Caldwell. Um, Instagram, it has 888 at the end. You can go to my website, uh, NicoleCaldwell.com. I have a free challenge starting next week, March 8th. Um, Even if it's already started, you can still join the challenge. Um, It's called Becoming the Confident Woman. And it's really going to be designed to provide you with tips and tools and um, essential embodiment practices to help you get in your body and feel comfortable and confident in your own skin so you can show up online and share your gifts, make money, and make an impact. So if that speaks to you, you can go to my website, NicoleCaldwell.com, and you can sign up for free there. That is awesome. I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. And you do do one-on-one sessions as well. If people want to work with you individually. So yeah, well, sometimes I'll sporadically offer just like single off sessions, but what I'm doing now is more, uh, I'll do VIP days where it's like a day experience with myself with some follow-up support. So to help you with diving into some of these tools, whether it's, um, with confidence or your, um, sensuality, spending a day with different practices and teachings to help you really, um, get a jump start with that and then have support with the integration of what occurred, um, during that I have that. And then I have, I have a group program launch that'll be coming later this year again. And, um, my one-on-one coaching is always available for those people who are ready to dive deep. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Any last little insights you wanted to share um, with listeners? Yeah, actually. So, oh, that's so funny. Um, One thing I want to say is intuition isn't logical. So if you're looking for your intuition, like the guidance to make sense and it to be like a step-by-step plan and to be like, feel really comfortable and easy, it's likely not. (laughs) So, um, just know like your intuition is for you. It's not meant to, for other people to try to interpret it. It's only for you. And so ask for clarification, ask for a sign, like, no, you don't have to like jump into anything, but it may, it's likely not going to make sense. And don't let that be the thing that stops you. You are supported and you have got this, just trust yourself and take the first step. I love that, especially in a world where it says, do what logic says. Yeah, no, that's not my world. <laughs> Take it by yes, not my reality. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Thank you so much. Um, and have a wonderful rest of your day. And uh, I'm sure I'll see you soon online. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great day. Thank you, Nicole. You too. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the House of Minds. Cheers to mind expansion.